Welcome to the first episode of QuarantCast, the first ever podcast created by Gettysburg 8th graders during this time of quarantine. These podcast episodes will be featured on the Gettysburg School District Facebook page and will consist of a plethora of topics to help us all feel connected during this interesting time. If you have any suggestions of topics you would like to hear, please feel free to leave them in the comments below. Please keep your comments and suggestions positive and upbeat, since that is the true spirit of our Quarantcast. I chose to be the first attempt to this new platform to show the students it is relatively painless. This episode, courtesy of the Potter County Museum, is titled The Forest City Fake, The Petrified Man, published in the Gettysburg Herald on May 25, 1893. It turns out to be only attempt to deceive the public with a man of cement, but the scheme don't work. It was too bad, we admit, but it turns out that the petrified man alleged to have been found by George Horn in the bed of the Cheyenne Dry Run near the old lime kiln next to the far famed Medicine Rock at Forest City last week was a fake of the weakest kind. So much so that those that went over from Gettysburg last Sunday to see the newly discovered wonder turned aside in disappointment and disgust after a brief interview that the idea that any set of men should attempt to foist upon the public notice as a genuine petrification of a manifest fraud. We have not ourselves been amused by a sight of a critter, but from various sources of information, we are led to wonder that even a schoolboy should have been fooled by the lying pretenders who were mismanaging the scheme. It probably required some ingenuity and skill to produce the perfect cement cast off of a man. That was exhibited at Forest City for several days, and even if it had passed muster among local inspectors as a genuine stone stiff, the circumstances surrounding its finding and transportation downtown must have given it away a little later. About four parties seemed privy to the scheme, three of whom were non-residents and open to that suspicion on that account. George Horn of Forest City, uncoverer of the fake in the riverbed, and by the way, it was noted that those at the spot soon after the resurrection that the body seemed merely to have lain on the surface with a scant amount of loose soil over it. Thus, despite the spring flood that recently washed down the valley, and there were no cavity other indication of a heavy substance having laid there through the years. Then there was Dawson, who indicated previous to the denouement as a reason for his being in the vicinity that he was a bootlegger evading court week at Aberdeen. A third man was Sutton of Spink County, who formerly burned lime at Forest City, and the fourth man was the peripatetic tooth extractor, Dr. McCollum, who was given credit for being the prime mover and chief conspirator in the whole business. When Horn announced the discovery, the other fellows gravitated toward the scene, where the subject was made was not even guessed at, but putting odds and ends together, circumstances indicated that it was brought to the place where it was deposited by Dawson in a spring wagon which he drove a day or two before Horn stumbled upon the body while doing some preliminary work for Sutton, who would re-engage in burning light lime nearby. Horn and Sutton stayed by the corpse while other fellows decamped and, per previous arrangement possibly, soon after it was brought to town where it once began to accumulate coin for its owners. Fraud or no fraud, of course, on the start, everyone in the vicinity had a quarter to see it, 
and gate receipts seemed quite satisfying, they say. During the first flush of the excitement, and before common sense set in, several of Horn's acquaintances tried hard to buy concern or an interest in it, and he then claimed full title to it, but could not get even a refusal on the chance. Jim Reed is said to have offered three-quarter sections of land for the stone man, and Dean and Young of Gettysburg were anxious to pay 500 for him, but, as the old song rung, they wouldn't do it now. Later, Horn assumed to sell a half-interest to Sutton. Horn and Sutton left Forest City with their property somewhat surreptitiously Monday evening. A brief description of the so-called petrification would be to say, He is a full six feet in length, must weigh near to 400 pounds, has full cheeks and noble calves, and seems to have been stuck with petrification when his belly was full. The arms were crossed peacefully on the breast, the lower limbs, and in fact the whole body, is arranged very straight and regular, reflecting great credit on the undertaker of his time. His whole physical makeup is without fault or blemish, save and except a large bunion on his toe. A single, unpetrified tooth is visible in the mouth and, barring a slight seam down the outside of the legs caused probably by the stripe that was on his pants, he presumed to have been military man. He is a good job. The oil, presumably used inside the mold in which he was cast to make it work smooth, still causes him to stink some, but that will wear off with age and when he is less fresh, he will be less disagreeable to the old factories. As Barnum said, the American people like to be humbugged, and that is probably the reason why a good many regret that the cement man did not come this way, that they might spend an itching quarter to see a first-class fake. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Quarrencast. Have a great day. Thank you.